Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello. Um, obviously, normally at this point, you'd be expecting sort of funny little bit from the show out of context. Maybe that kind of gets you all excited. Uh, for the start of the show, oh, well, well, what does that relate to? That sounded funny, um, but we're not doing that. Um, I'm just here to tell you that this is the last episode of season three of Goats, um, and we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. And when we say that, I feel like parents who've been divorced have ruined the ability to say that we're just taking a little break because then people think that we're getting divorced. We're not. We actually are coming back. Maybe in two weeks, maybe in three. We just wanted some time to come up with some new ideas. We've got some new format ideas. I think we're going to come back and do still the goats idea, but maybe do some worst of ideas and maybe do some top 10 kind of lists of things. Um, So we've got loads of really cool ideas that we're really excited to come back with. But we are just going to take a couple of couple of weeks off to rest and recuperate. And then we'll be back with episode 69, obviously. Nice. So just look forward to that. So this will be the last Goats episode for a couple of weeks. But not we're not getting divorced. And we should probably, you know, you are expecting something funny and out of context. So just, um, well, just listen to this clip of Michael saying his son is 9-11. Jeez. So, yeah, my son was 9-11. Which is quite really? big. That's v- that's very large. Yeah, really wow. big. Wow. Hello and welcome to another episode in the Goats Podcast, where your favourite three white guys get together and try and figure out the very best in every category. I'm Vinny, and I'll be hosting tonight's episode. And as always, I have Mork and Sebek in the virtual studio. But before I ask them how they're doing, I'll just quickly say, if you like our little podcast and if you'd like to support it, why not give us a cheeky little follow on Instagram at the underscore goats underscore pod. Or even just head over to our Patreon and give us some money if you really like us for some reason. Giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you're so inclined as well, because that really does help too. Anyway... With that out of the way, how are you both doing? I'm doing all right, mate. We've had an exciting week, haven't we, Seb? Yeah, well, we've had a bit of a romantic week together, really. Mm. Yeah. We've been a couple of gay dads going out, haven't we, with our son. 
Yeah, we just exactly just two 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 dads just having a good time, and it's actually been really fun. We went fishing. Yeah, we've been um, metal detecting. We went where did we, we went up the cabin. Uh, Leo got yeah. a deer tick on him. That was a bit bad. Um, a deer tick? Are they big? It was fine. No, I just picked it off. It was all right. But he did. He did just sit and watch us. I don't know if you saw the video of any of that I sent you of us throwing the battle yeah. axe at the piece of wood. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he loved that, and we had, we had a bow and arrow there as well. We so. did have a bow and arrow, and I actually didn't tell Michael this because I didn't want Leo to get told off. But I think it's quite a funny story, so I'm just going to tell it now because it's too late to tell him off. Um, Leo 100% shot me in the back of the leg with it, and then I turned around. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I heard. No, but no, he didn't throw it. He shot me in the back of the leg. Like he pulled, oh, he pulled it and let it go, and it smacked me in the back of the leg. And I turned around, and he looked really stunned. And I was like, "Don't do that!" And he was like, "Shit!" <laughs> but like, it's just one of them dumb kid oh. things where they just go like, Thunk, and I just heard it go doing into the back of my leg, and I was like, "Oh Christ!" What but was it? it was I didn't right. train him well what? enough. I I meant him to aim for your head. What what was what was the like? What was the arrow like? It was just a like a no, um, just some like, rusty just a pretty boring standard arrow. It didn't have like a just had like a quite blunt metal tip, so it didn't like go in my leg. It just it was he didn't pull it back anywhere near far enough. It was just like oh okay, it was like yeah. someone like whipping it into the back of your leg, but it did hurt. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went metal detecting today, didn't we? We got a fucking treasure trove did, hall yeah. of treasure metal detecting. So much we filled like a whole bag. Wow. We got. A bunch of tin foil. Yeah, we nice. found a Coke can. Jesus. Yeah, we got. We found a ring pool. We found four bottle caps. Four. We found six pence. Yeah, we found six p. We got a tent peg. We got a hair clip, hairpin. We found a barbecue. A whole barbecue. And yeah, I think that's about it. Like one you of them, like disposable ones that someone had. Be- oh, a disposable oh, one that oh. someone had buried. And then also we found out <laughs> yeah. that um, this probably won't make the edit, but we found out that. Metal detectors are an absolute clunge magnet, mate. We were oh, yeah. getting <laughs> flooded. Nah, it was mostly just like kids and then their mums. But some of the mums were pretty fit. They're gonna say, and then some of the kids, yeah, some of the fat blokes as well. <laughs> some of the kids, and then all the old women, and then all the old blokes. Like, if you find anything from 1852, it's mine. I lost it. <laughs> and we're like, oh, good one, lad. <laughs> Several old men made that joke one after the other. <laughs> and they waited their turn. They all like were in a line yeah. just waiting to say the same joke. <laughs> yeah. They're just taking fucking tickets. What is it? Yeah. At, like the meat counter. What is it with like men once they hit like 30 or like once they've like been a dad for like five years, they all just start making the exact same jokes. Like they're all the I exact know. same person. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Just go for like... I feel like my time on this podcast is short lived. Yeah. What have you been doing, Vinny? Yeah, I I, I, I did D and D. I did a whole D and D session. Nice, I DM'd yeah. it, and it was one me and my friend were making from scratch for like months now. So a lot of work, like a, a disgusting amount of work, went into it, and it finally came to fruition on Monday night. And it was really, really good. It went way smoother nice. than I expected, and it was honestly so much fun. Absolutely loved it. And we are going to be sampling. Yeah, we are tomorrow because we are going to do it. Yep, as we record this tomorrow. So as you listen to this, fucking ages ago. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys hear that? It's the goat's entrance music. 
Which means this week, we're going to be looking at crowning the GOAT wrestler. Now, wrestling is one of, if not the oldest competitive sports known to mankind, dating back as much as at least 15,000 years. There's nothing more primal than pitting two people together in a straight-up battle of might and strength to see who comes out of the ring victorious. But since those primitive days, wrestling has evolved to be much more than what you see in the Olympics with quote-unquote real wrestling. Whether it's the theatrics, uh, it's a South Park joke. Whether it's the theatrics, yeah, I, know, I love oh, yeah. that episode. That episode is so funny. Oh, okay, when they so go I wrestling, and they're like, they're like, "What is this?" And they're just like, "It's like it's super not real wrestling." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like getting more pissed off. Whether it's the theatrics of the WWE, the flair of Mexico's lucha libre, or the intense storylines of Japanese pro wrestling, there's no doubt. It's always endlessly entertaining. So who wants to let me know who is the greatest wrestler of all time me, first? Me! Twat! That's also, I, I, won the, uh, I, I won the arbitrary game of rock, no. paper, scissors that we played well, why did you even? Why did you try and say <laughs> me as fast as possible? Because I, knew, I know what you're like. You're a little know, rat yeah, boy, well, and you would have just been like, oh, I know oh. what you're like. Well, you obviously don't because you yeah. a lost in rock paper scissors and went. He never goes paper, and then you didn't get there first. <laughs> so I am bad. Like, what are you on about, mate? Cool. Right, mate. I am gonna fucking destroy you tomorrow night. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow night. What's happening tomorrow night? About eight o'clock, mate. Get ready to be fucking. Your ankles are gonna get annihilated, mate. Oh, football, football. I thought you were gonna mm-hmm. sexually assault me. You better close your legs, son, because... Oh, no, don't make this show. There's no. going to be balls flying through the hole. No, 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 no. I'm don't. talking about footy. Up the fucking Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um, Go on, then, sir. Fucking get this show with. Okay, well, look. Um, I was going to do a little bit about intro music and stuff but i think Vinny covered that so i'm just gonna say it like it is i don't know really anything about professional wrestling i didn't have a tv until i was 11 so that bit of my i feel like pre-teens time like between like maybe six and ten is when pro Mm. wrestling is you are the captive audience you are its perfect Mm -hmm. audience and I missed that. However, I was shocked by how much it had sort of impacted my life without me really realizing that I, 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 I wrote this without looking it up. I just tried to think of how many and like I could name Mankind, The Big Show, Chris Jericho, Macho Man, Randy Savage. But I know those people and I've never really watched wrestling. So like, yeah. clearly it does have quite a big impact. And it's no secret there's obviously some other wrestlers that are like way bigger that have entered the mainstream like the rock or john cena Mm. obviously quick honorable mention john cena not my pick for goat but he does seem like a pretty cool guy he's set the world record for make a wish foundation wishes at granting over 650 separate wishes which i think you know fair play being chilling nothing to arrest what you don't see that being chilling thing no. no. Oh my god, you guys have not seen Bing Chilling. Basically, no. so, so John Cena became really good friends with like the Chinese government and he went over there and he like learned Chinese. And so there's this video of him 
talking about something. I can't remember what it is. He's talking about something in Chinese, but he keeps... Because he's got like an ice cream and he, he's saying ice cream in Chinese loads and it's like it's something close to like Bing Chilling. And it, so he's like saying like Chinese, Chinese, Chinese and he goes Bing Chilling and just like holds up this ice cream like, and just keeps on saying it. it's really funny. There's also just to just to like because I was about to say the fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson doesn't deserve to lick John Cena's boots. And there is a genuine just search this up. There's a there's a, a famous clip of John Cena who was doing he only he did like i want to say one show in china mm. and he learned chinese enough to do that show properly yeah and then yeah. there's it cuts to a clip of um of the rock saying like you don't understand what i'm saying so i'm going to talk you to you in a language that you do understand and then he basically just goes like ding bang, ding dong, don't go the rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Fucking yes. hell! <laughs> yeah, let's get let's resurface that clip and get that cancel button out, boys. Wow, what a scumbag! And then I was like thinking about, well, what what makes a goat wrestler to me? Like, and I started thinking about like wrestlers who then transcended into like actual fighting, like you know Brock Lesnar, roids or no roids, he did go from like pro wrestling, like fake fighting to cage fighting to become the UFC heavyweight champion. Like that is really impressive. Wow. But then I was like, mm. is that really the point? Like pro wrestling isn't real fighting, but that's not the point. It, mm. it, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. In fact, that's more than okay. That is the whole idea of it. Yeah. It's about the spectacle, the athleticism and the wow factor. And for me, lines. when it comes to wow factor, there's only one name in pro wrestling, one true goat for like wow factor. And that is the one, the only, the seven foot four, 236 kilogram, eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. Nice. Now, I thought you were going to say Chris Benoit. I... <laughs> <laughs> you love him. You love him. You love the whole flying headbutt thing. I don't love it. I just think it's really interesting that he got the flying headbutt off an English guy who got CTE and lost the use of his legs. And he visited this English guy. The English guy was like, he's called like Billy the Bulldog. And Billy the Bulldog <laughs> was really horrible to his family because he had CTE. And he said in like a moment of clarity to um, Chris Benoit, don't do it. Stop doing it. It's going to ruin your life. Like mm. You're not supposed to just land on your head 200 times a night for the rest of your life. That's not a good idea. Mm. And he just did it anyway. And then he got mm. CT and killed his whole family. Wow. So, you know. If he had, if he had heeded, if he had... Heeded? Take headed of nope. that <laughs> one. <Heated>. sake. <laughs> but I didn't do Chris Benoit. I did Andre the Giant. And if you don't know about Andre, Andre the Giant, here's the headlines. Born May 1956 to a farming family in northern France. His birth name was Andre Rusimov. Or Ru yeah, I think, I, sorry if I'm not saying that right, but it looks like Andre Rusimov to my mm -hmm. anglicized eyes. Mm -hmm. He was a six kilo baby. To put that into perspective, the average baby is three kilos. He weighed Fuck. twice as much as the average baby. And How many is that in pounds? Um, 13, my son was a big baby. 13.2 pounds. Jeez. So, yeah, my son was 9.11, which is quite really? big. That's, that's very large. Wow. Yeah, really big. And he's four pounds larger but, than that. That's fucking crazy. He's like a half. He's like one and a half. Damn. That's mad. Respect anyway, to his mother. Um, and... By the time he was 12, 
he was six foot three. The result, what? he basically, he had giganticism as the result of excessive yeah, yeah. growth hormones. So he, he was never, yeah. he was just massive. I knew someone um, who was, I think maybe six, one, six, two, when they were like 11 years old. That's mental. He was like, just like really lanky, but just like, he basically grew to like six, two, six, three, and then never grew again. It was just like that for the rest of his life. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is, Andre did not stop growing. Hmm. Um, but weirdly enough, this is a little fun fact for you. While he was at school, he was actually driven to school by the English playwright Samuel Beckett. And they actually got on really well because... Never heard of him. Uh, he's, he's relatively famous. Anyway. What, what's what's he um, done, sorry? Samuel Beckett. Let me Google it. I, knew, I did know and then I've gone blank. What is a playwright? Are they people who write plays? Yeah, oh. yeah, like Shakespeare. Then. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, he was. He taken the piss. So he, even I know who a playwright is. I can't even fucking read. I've seen like three plays in my life. <laughs> so I, I tell a lie. He was actually a novelist, dramatist, and short story writer. So he's basically just a writer. Right. Okay. But he wrote the play End Game, which I think is his biggest work. I look. I, oh shit! Yeah, that's quite big. I've heard. Thanos. Yeah, for a split second, <laughs> I genuinely thought you were talking about the Marvel Endgame. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Look, Let's no. just pretend he okay. did. Yeah, so he wrote Avengers Endgame, but the weird thing is they got on really well because despite what would become no, like his image later in life, he actually was quite an intelligent guy. Um, he did relatively well at school. He was pretty good at maths. Um, he wasn't this big lumbering idiot. Uh, they got on pretty well. They used to talk about cricket a lot. He was, he was just a normal lad, but he did leave school at 14, which a lot of people think he quit school. He didn't. That's just the earliest time you can leave school in France. And he went to become a farm laborer for his father. Um, however, even as a teenager, he had this like aura, this myth about him, this legendization of his character, um, because as a teenager, rumors started to spread that he could do the work of three regular men in a single day because he was so massive and so hardworking mm. and so athletic. Mm. Aged 18, he started training to be a pro wrestler whilst also running a, working as like a mover, like a furniture mover. Um, and pretty quickly, he became a big deal, literally. His enormous size got people through the door. Um, and within a few years, he was going around the world, he was doing shows, and then he did like a kind of residency in Canada. Um, however, the big problem with Andre the Giant's early career was that he was so massive that once people had seen him once, they didn't really come back. Because it was like, well, we've seen mm. the massive guy do wrestling. Like, what more is there to it than that? Yeah. He didn't. He's have not much... like doing triple backflips, is he? Like, he's only well, just. He's just massive. The thing was, he was actually very athletic, and he did used to do a lot of the stunts that the other wrestlers could do. But it was kind of. He didn't have a character. He was just a wrestler that was big. He didn't have this like. Mm character that he would later get known in. and that all changed when vince mcmahon senior the founder of the worldwide wrestling foundation found him and he signed him to the wwwf as it was then called and three w's taught him uh, there used to be three w's it used to be the worldwide rather than just the world wrestling foundation and it was just the wwf ah. and then they had to change it to wwe oh, okay so yeah. then went to wwf okay yeah cool yeah 
Yeah. So anyway, McMahon taught Andre to create more of a character for himself and actually encouraged him to lean into this idea of being a big, lumbering, unstoppable giant and actually convinced him to stop performing feats of athleticism and instead perform feats of strength because that's what people wanted to see. So he stopped doing stuff like drop kicks and jumping off the top ropes and instead started body slamming people and throwing people around and Mm. became known as this big, burly guy. And slowly but surely, he became one of the beloved good guys in wrestling or face characters, as I've just learned they're called. Apparently, there's a thing called face and heel. I've never heard of that. You've got to remember, I don't really know much about professional wrestling, but apparently the good guys are face and the bad guys are heel. And turning heel is when you turn from a good guy to a bad guy. I didn't know that. Found that out today. Interesting. Anyway, his enormous size, his, he's very charismatic. He plays this stern, because he's because he can't speak the best English, he plays a sort of stern, not responding, kind of arrogant big guy very well. But he played a face. He was a goodie in the in the in the um the eyes of the Lord. In the eyes of the Lord and in the eyes of the WWF fans. In fact, he didn't lose a fight in the WWF for something like fifteen years. He just became known wow. as this unstoppable force and they would kind of throw in guys and he would just chuck them about and it was like, oh my God, who'll <laughs> ever beat this guy? Anyway, mm. but alongside this, he also had a kind of a character, and this is why I think he's the GOAT, is that his character transcended WWF. He wasn't just Andre the Giant in the ring. He was Andre the Giant to everyone. And legends of his feats of strength and endurance followed him everywhere. Like there was talk about him, you know, drinking enormous amounts of alcohol and then passing out in bars and hotel lobbies. And he was so heavy that the staff wouldn't be able to move him. And Mm. there's like several genuinely well-documented sources of of him easily consuming over 70 litres of beer in a single sitting and regularly drinking bars dry. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was listening to this clip of this guy. I think he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan was like, so how much could he drink? And he was like, let me fucking tell you, right? We stopped off at this, like, gas station, and we picked up three crates of, like, 24 beers. So that's, like, 60, 70 beers. And it was like a two-hour drive. And, like, we got to the end of the... He, he just thought, you know, Andre was just having a few. He got to the end of the... Like, got to the hotel, and they were just all gone. Wow. Yeah. There was just all cans on the floor. And the bloke was, like... He was expecting to see him, like, pissing himself or, like, stumbling out of the car, and he was just basically fine. Yeah. And wow. it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was an animal. But he's a massive guy. Um, He also, around this time, was diagnosed with a disorder related to his gigantism but i don't quite fully understand Mm. but it's something to do with like his organs being a little bit too big and things started to become like he had quite a lot of health conditions associated with his gigantism yeah Yeah, sure that he left untreated um and that's a big key part of his life he just refused to deal with a lot of it and in fact actually kind of did stuff that was probably worse and made things harder like carrying such an enormous amount of weight he actually as a kid wasn't as big like he he was a big guy if you look at videos of him he's kind of overweight he's got a big belly and he's a mass- he was more lean back then yeah. but then he kind of like and obviously out, yeah. putting on that much weight when you're that massive starts to put massive stress on your bones and and your heart and anyway well, just your heart really like your heart to carry that much blood to pump around to feed your gigantic organs and everything else is just it's like you're putting that pump under a lot yeah, of pressure. Exactly. But 
what's interesting about him is despite having this sort of aura of this big kind of almost scary guy, he was also known for being really nice and a genuine gentle giant like and nice and very bright and would hold very interesting conversations with people he met and was always kind of bumping into celebrities who would be sort of taken aback by how chilled out and he wasn't even particularly arrogant he he kind of just was a bit bemused by the whole thing really there's a really famous story where he would he would always pay for people's meals even if they were significantly more wealthy than him it was just like he just felt weird not paying for people's mm. meals and there's a really famous story that arnold schwarzenegger tells of arnold got up halfway through the meal to try and pay before andre would pay and then andre saw him and literally just picked him up and moved him and like put him <laughs> back in his chair and that's arnold schwarzenegger and that's like that's how big this guy is he's lifting yeah, up yeah. arnold schwarzenegger and putting him back in his chair like a baby yeah. like it's just mad anyway and also, to put into perspective, paying for people's meals, even if they're richer than he is, that's saying something because he actually is re- reported in the Guinness World Records as the highest paid pro wrestler of all time. Even to this day. Yeah, yeah I think... Yeah, I surely think, not to this day. Maybe adjusted for inflation or Adjusted for inflation yeah. and also adjusted. It's just, it's just in terms of single salary. Like, I think The Rock and people like that make more of advertising and mm. stuff. But in terms of, like, a single paid salary deal, he was on the equivalent of, like, two and a half million a year or something, mm. which doesn't seem like that much. But he's still in the Guinness World Records. I don't know where that lines up anymore, but... He was very wealthy for his time anyway. Mm. Um, And he was a superstar. However, the real highlight of his career actually came towards the end of his career. He was, became a real fan favorite. One of those guys that would just get wheeled out. Everyone kind of liked him. And then, you know, his time started to pass and a new guy came on the scene, Hulk Hogan. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Obviously Hulk Hogan is the all American hero. And, he needed someone to fight to establish himself. And Andre the Giant was kind of happy to pass on that mantle. He he was coming, you know, his um, health complications had started to catch up with him. He was struggling more and more every fight. His, apparently his bones would just ache from just standing. Like his legs would just ache because he was so enormous. Um, yeah, wow. But in 1967, despite the fact that he was having serious problems with his untreated various heart conditions um and he'd had a back surgery that meant that he had to wear a back brace under his unitard he committed mm. to fighting hulk hogan at wrestlemania 3 in the headline act and to do this and this is something that i think is very cool and very admirable he agreed to turn heel so he allowed the public to hate him he turned into the bad guy and he fought for the first time ever at WrestleMania uh, with the fans booing him and myths surrounding to this fight, even to the myths and myths and myths surround this fight. Even to this day, uh, allegedly Vince McMahon Jr. who taken over from his dad, didn't even know the winner before it was going to happen. He did. Uh, Andre had already given the go-ahead for Hulk Hogan to defeat him in one of the most iconic moments in wrestling history, the body slam heard around the world, in which Hulk Hogan lifted 200... Bearing in mind, at this point, he weighs almost a quarter of a ton. Hulk Hogan, with Andre's aid, 
by sort of throwing himself up a bit, lifted him above his head mm. and slammed him onto the ground. We're seeing what this guy is really made of. What he is. The greatest professional athlete in the world today. Look at this. He's and the Jesus. effort of doing that tore the trap muscles in Hulk Hogan's shoulders. Yeah. Damn. I bet. That was going out with a bang. Um, sadly, he would do a couple more sporadic performances, but would die just five years later as a result of a sudden heart attack just days after his father's funeral. He was seemingly doing all right, but his health was in pretty bad shape. He just went out to meet some friends in Paris, played cards, socialized, seemed to be fine, went back to his hotel and died. However, in the 46 years he'd been on the planet, he'd established himself as an absolute wrestling icon. And more than that, I think a pop culture icon. Everyone has heard the name Andre the Giant. I think some people don't even know what he looks like. It's more of a myth. What I think is almost amazing about him is he almost sounds like something from biblical history. Yeah, like the the Goliath. Goliath. Yeah, Yeah, like when you hear Andre the Giant, you don't think he was a guy who lived this century. You think he's like Mm, someone written about in Greek literature. Yeah. And another fun fact is that the face on, you know, the street art turned brand Obey, where it's yeah. like Obey and it's yeah, got yeah, a face yeah. underneath it. That's actually Andre the Giant. That's his face. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but to summarize, look, I'm not saying he's the most athletic wrestler ever. I'm not saying he's the most famous. He might not even be the biggest. Like he might not, there may be, there's a taller wrestler somewhere. But I just think Andre the Giant encompasses everything that I associate with pro wrestling. It's spectacle, it's performance, it's shock factor, and it's charisma. And I just think, to me, when I think of 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 the biggest, best pro wrestler, the most famous, the most mythicized guy... It has to be Andre the Giant. Just has to be. Bang on time. Absolutely bang on time. Well done, sir. But yeah, to go back to what you said about the whole he's almost bigger than wrestling itself. Like I, I actually fully agree with that because growing up I would always hear things like Andre the Giant this, Andre the Giant that. I didn't know he was a wrestler in the WWF or WWWF. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally yeah, no. had no idea he was an actual wrestler. I didn't think he was a real guy, to be perfectly honest. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I remember hearing, like, I'm pretty sure there's an there's a, an Eminem lyric where he talks about Andre the Giant. Back with Andre the Giant, Mr. Elephant Tusk, fix your mask, you'll be just another one bit the dust. And I remember mm. being like, oh, who's that? Like, it sounded like something, like I said, from, like, myth and legend, like, biblical history. And then you look it up, mm. and it's like, Jesus Christ, it's this fucking enormous French guy from the 50s. He is massive. Yeah. <laughs> was he around in the 50s? Was yeah. that, like, his heydays? No, no, he was born in 19... 19- 1946. Um, oh, okay. So he was like, between the 70s and 80s were like the 70s and 80s. Whereas, yeah. He basically wrestled from the start of the 70s to the start of the 90s. Okay. He died in 1992, but he was still kind yeah. of doing performances. He actually performed like, I want to say like a week before he died. Um, he was still going. Damn. Uh, and he was still, the thing is, because he was so massive, he was still able to do these feats of strength, even though he wasn't that well, because he's just such a big guy. He he's could just still... so big. He can, like, crush a fucking watermelon, no problem. Yeah. yeah, exactly, because he's massive. Like, he could pick a guy and throw him out the ring, even though he's, like, dying, because he's just huge. I think there was, it's a little bit of a sad story about Andre, because they would, he was, like, quite, 
bullied in a way by society a lot because they kind of called him a freak didn't they yeah and they like wheeled them out to get him to do these freak things and people would just like gawp at him and how big he was and he was very depressed about that and really? stuff so yeah i think like yeah yeah really yeah i wonder if i wonder if you would ask him like if you could bring him back from the grave and say look do you want to go back into wrestling i wonder if you would say yes yeah that's interesting i, I, mean... I reckon he'd be like you know what i reckon i'd rather just be like a farm like make more chill life and not have that be like, attention because it was back like in. <laughs> I don't want to fucking live yeah, anymore. I've <laughs> lived for too long. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, like he was kind of like the freak they re- wheeled out, and it was it's a really sad story as well about his life. There is that element to it as well. But he is a, he is a beast. Tragic. Yeah. I think that it is that like, and it's also hard. Like, I think there is that element of he was a very bright guy, but people kind of just assumed mm. he was an idiot because yeah. of how massive yeah, they he did, was. Yeah, and like he was very bright. Yeah, like very capable. Yeah. Very like you know educated and understood what was going on around him understood politics understood mm. a lot of things but people just kind of assumed he was an idiot um but i think yeah. he i think it was up and down i think he did have a relatively good time and i think he definitely enjoyed going like i think it's one of those things where yeah. he probably he enjoyed the perks but he maybe didn't enjoy the actual the lifestyle. job like people staring at him something like he like yeah, you know, he yeah. would always go back to france and you know burn money on just taking in loads of people out for dinner and go back to his village and just be a big man about town and help people yeah and, yeah like i don't think he was it's, it's i think it's a real tough one i, I think it's kind of like i think he probably loved wrestling but he didn't he didn't like the the like gawping yeah and they're like wheeling out of like oh andre hello can you just like crush this can on your head and he's like oh, for fuck's sake yeah and it's also sad that he could do a lot like before his health started to decline he could do like um What's it called? Drop kicks and jump off the ropes mm. and like obviously as he got, but I think he was also probably encouraged a lot to like put on a lot of weight and kind of become yeah, bigger and more, scarier more and like that obviously did affect his his um his health. His health. Yeah. But what a guy! I love Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah. Not the goat, but very he is the goat. Mate. There's a couple of there's a couple like really like iconic pictures of like him holding a regular Coke can in his hands, and you're like, that's not yeah. that's not a regular yeah, Coke yeah. can. That's a tiny one. And you're like. Oh no! It's just a giant hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and the other one, like the other one is when he's like got all those girls around him. He's got like six girls within his like arm length, and it's like yeah, his hands hell. on the other thing. <laughs> yeah. So one of those so... weird shots was like, "How was her arm so long?" It's like, no, it's like the second girl from the end's hand. <laughs> but yeah. Andre the Giant is just he's like, Bleh. yeah, his wingspan. Yeah. It's like Mrs. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> That is a great shout. Thank you very much for that. Um, Andrew the Giant, yeah. No worries. Absolute icon, absolute icon for absolute certainty. He's definitely like up there with yeah, Hulk Hogan, uh, Randy Savage, John Cena, the, the Rock for me. He's like, he's definitely Stone one of the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ones. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Triple H. Yeah. Mm. The Undertaker. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Ray Mysterio's fucking beast, isn't he? He was my favourite as a kid. But yeah, of course... The WWE is the most famous wrestling mm. competition in the world and contained within it are some of the most iconic wrestlers of all time who each have their own host of famous signature moves. Oh, yeah. But oh, how well do you two shout. know these signature moves? And I all, knew this also, was coming. This is, this is also WWF and WWF as well as WWE. So it's... Okay, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's got uh, everything. So, Sebat, you went... F- 
I knew this quiz was going to happen, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um, I'm, I'm going to come unstuck here because I don't know any of them. Um, so how I'm going to do it is I'm going to describe the move and then say the move's name, just so you're clear exactly what the move is. And then you can yep. guess straight from there. And if you get it right, two points. But if you want, if you want the multiple choices, and you still, I'll give you three, and then I'll give you one point if you get that right. Yeah. So we'll start okay. with you, Mork, first. So taking off an elbow pad, throwing it into the audience, then running back and forth across Easy. the ropes before dropping an elbow onto the opponent. This was called the People's Elbow. The People's Elbow, and it was from The Rock. You are correct. It's from the. The big racist man himself. And here it comes! Don't tell me! I think we're at... Oh, there go the sunglasses! The people's sunglasses! It's the most electrifying move in sports entertainment today! The people's elbow! An exclamation point! Okay, so are we trying to guess the person who did the move? Like, the, the, their, their yeah, signature yeah, yeah, yeah. move. Like, that was them. Like, right, okay, other people yeah, may yeah, have okay. done it at some point. Here's the move. Who's the wrestler? Yeah. So, Seb, if I said, like, flying headbutt or family murderer, Chris you could Benoit. say Chris Chris family Benoit. murderer Chris is not a signature yeah. move. <laughs> well, it is. That's the trouble. It was. <laughs> he did it one time. <laughs> it was It was pretty you significant. One time. That's what you remembered for. <laughs> that's what he was thinking. Although, didn't he kill himself afterwards? He did. Also, yeah. the really fucked up thing, he was called the Canadian Crippler because he broke a man's back and paralysed him by accident. <laughs> oh, fucking wow. <laughs> God, yeah. you cripple one person's back and one he... time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he knew he had to go back and cripple the rest of them. Sebek, starting by hanging the opponent over the second rope, you make a running start and then grab the second and top rope before swinging your entire body around, hitting oh, the opponent in the face I with your feet. It. Is known yes, I've as the 619. Who, oh my god, I know this. Who did the 619? Can you if he doesn't get it, I got to be able to steal it. Oh, no. <laughs> can you do the can you, you can you do choice. the multiple choice because okay. I do, I Yeah, okay. So is it A, Triple H? Is it B, Rey Mysterio? Is it C, Kurt Angle? Oh, it's Rey Mysterio. It's definitely Rey Mysterio. Boyaka, boyaka, 619. Boyaka, 619. Boyaka, boyaka. <laughs> So that's one point for you, Sebek. Nice. I think you guys probably should be able to get all of these, to be honest. They're quite... I feel like they're quite easy. Because, like... They're I, quite easy. I might struggle. I, yeah, to be fair, I feel like Mork's going to win this one. But we'll still do it anyway. <laughs> we'll still do it. We'll still do it. Still uh, fun. Yeah, that, still uh, fun. Uh, Mork, waving your hand in front of your face... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, and then dropping John Cena. Yeah, yeah the five-knuckle <laughs> shuffle. It's John Cena. <laughs> My favourite thing, there's a great clip of him talking about how he ended up being called John Cena and doing that. And it's because he'd been trying really hard to get into pro wrestling for ages. And then he was just going to some random bout in some backwater town in the middle of nowhere, like near his hometown. And his brother was like, oh, no one fucking watches this. Wouldn't it be really funny if you just came out using your, old, uh, your own name and went like this and said you can't see me and he was like that was stupid i'll never and he was like well i bet you won't do it and then he did it and then like one of the mcmahon family was in the audience and signed him and he was like oh, for wow. fuck's sake. 
Now I have to. Now he's got to stick now with he it. He has to be John Cena and shout, "You can't see me" for the rest of his life. <laughs> but he he thinks it's really funny. Like he's just like, ah, whatever. It's yeah, funny yeah. as fuck. He's rich as fuck. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And to be fair, John Cena stars in this comedy superhero film called Peacemaker. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's actually so, good. so funny. It's like I did not know John really? Cena could be that funny of an actor. Like he's he's just really no, he's yeah, like the he's main great. character as well. Like it's really good. He's one of those guys who's just like I bet he's fucking good at everything. Mm. Yeah. Like, but if you just gave him like a football, he'd just like boost it top corner, and you're like, for fuck's sake! And he's good at wrestling. And he's like a beast, and he's like, you want him to be a bit of a dick, but he's a, such a nice guy, and he does all this he's charity super work. Funny. He's funny. So, f- yeah, so fuck off, mate. Sadak. <laughs> yes. Grabbing the opponent, flipping them upside down, so you're in a sort of standing sixty nine position, and then dropping your opponent on their head whilst you still hold them is known as the tombstone pile driver who did it oh come on Seb this is easy but it's not because I don't know think let, I'll help you think about the just well, say the name out loud in, in theory it sounds tombstone. like the, the undertaker it sounds like what the undertaker would do because it's a tombstone and he's an undertaker and is wrestling is that your answer well, yeah I guess it's either him or Triple H, I think. I don't know. It is The Undertaker. You are correct. Yeah. Nice. Wrestling's easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one... They're not going to be like The Undertaker and his thing is like the bunny bounce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I get it now. It's going to be to do with death, isn't it? He's up! Ladies and gentlemen! Two-star <laughs> You get your opponent on the floor in the corner of the ring... Mm. and then you shove your ass into their face before gyrating your hips and doing a face that looks like you're taking a shit is known as the stink face but who did it oh i know who the guy he's got like tattoos on his face and stuff is it i feel like it's like is it if i get the name pretty close can i have it because i can't remember the exact is it like umaga or something like that not even close to umaga Oh, okay. What is it? Was it? it was Rikishi. Oh, Rikishi! Yes, Rikishi. Fuck, yeah! He was been... Oh, Rikishi, yeah. Okay. I would have thought it would be like the Rikishi bomb. No, apparently it's called the stink face. Oh, and Rikishi sensed it, King. It's like he had eyes in the back of his head. Grabbing that top rope and Lita's been knocked down. And, oh, oh, no. Wait a minute. Don't tell me! No! The last question, you're actually only one point behind Mork, so if you get this straight away, well done, you win. If you if you get it with the multiple choice, then uh, I actually forgot to do a tiebreaker, so I'll have to make up something on the spot. Um, <laughs> so let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope you get it straight away. Uh, so yeah. Let's hope not. You grab your opponent so that their legs are wrapped around your lower torso, and then you throw them to the ground... It's called the Spine Buster. That could be anybody. But whose signature move was the Spine Buster? What's weird is my, my head is saying Chris Benoit, but it's not. It's the flying headbutt, so we know that's not it. Um, but that's only because he... has <laughs> got Chris Benoit on that, the mind. No, no, that's because he busted that other guy's spine. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Got Chris Benoit on the brain. Don't we all? Well, he did as well. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to need multiple choice. I'm going to need multiple choice. trouble is I still don't know. Actually, no, don't give me multiple so, choice because it's because I don't know. So I just need to 
because like you'll you'll have a I'm sure you you might you'll have a way better chance of getting if you get okay, multiple choice. Okay, like okay, you definitely okay. do, will. Do, do Even do if it's just one and three. Okay, so is it A Randy Savage? Is it B Triple H? Oh, you bastard! Or is it C Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, but the worst bit is those are like the three ones I had in my brain. I don't know anyone else. Um, <laughs> Triple H. Triple H is... Oh, no, I'm thinking of the big show. Ah, uh, Spinebreaker. That's a pretty cold thing to do. I feel like Macho Man Randy Savage's one would maybe be a bit more like... Woo! Like, I don't know, a bit more exciting. Like, it'd be a bit more of a play on him being macho. I don't feel like Spinebuster really works. Triple H. Yeah, it's pretty macho. Fucking break someone's neck. <laughs> That's true. I don't know who this is, by the way. I would, I would get this. I, I would struggle too. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is it? It's pretty cold to to snap someone's back. Triple H. Mm, don't think it works. Saying names. R- Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is not on there. Oh no, who did you? Definitely not Ray Mysterio. Not Ray. No, Macho Man Randy Savage. I just feel like Macho Man Randy Savages would be like the macho machine bomb or something like it would be like a i'm gonna say stone cold steve austin it was triple h oh oh yes i'm the wrestling world that champion was that was close yes. that was that, that was, close, was a close yeah. one that was a close one i should have known rikishi man yeah i, I wouldn't be able to rem- like i remembered rikishi but i wouldn't have been able to t- say yeah. rikishi i would never that name rikishi, wouldn't have come no. up for me yeah well done for that well done for winning the middle game more cool now can you win the actual thing the whole the whole episode yep so wrestling for me is something that i'm fairly nostalgic about but not like immensely nostalgic about so i've always loved combat sports boxing from a really young age and slightly later mma and obviously during this time in the early 2000s wrestling and in particular the wwe was fucking huge and although i did like it i obviously saw it as fake and therefore inferior to boxing, which is real. Boxing is a real sport where you actually get hurt and you actually fight and wrestling is fake and scripted and therefore it's lame. And although I had this way of thinking, I actually always really enjoyed playing wrestling, like with my mates, you know, pretending to jump off the top rope and fucking five-star frog splash one of them onto a mattress on the floor, Mm. dropping the people's elbows on someone's head or hitting them with a Batista bomb. And in fact, in year five... Myself and a couple of others took our wrestling way too far and we all got genuinely hurt one lunchtime and we were punished with a week's internal exclusion from school and we were forced to stay in school during a lunch and break and just play with Lego, which is not really much of a punishment really. (laughs) Um, And also, it's something that unless she listens to this, I still haven't told my mum happened. So, yeah. I did actually get excluded oh for a week, Mum. You never known that, but it <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, but anyway, fucking wrestling, right? And it's funny that we're doing this episode now because despite not even thinking about wrestling for nearly 20 years, a couple of months ago on the way back from a stag do, wrestling was for some bizarre reason the only thing that me and a few mates spoke about. Shout outs to... Mark, Yusuf and Harry for that car journey and I've no idea why we were talking about it but it was just this incredible nostalgia trip and I finally appreciated the fakeness that I was so against mm. because it's just hilarious entertainment Yeah, I, I feel, and I was just obsessed with it again I feel like with 
with wrestling, a lot of people... At least I, I went through this stage, and I feel like a lot of people did as well, like how you start off really young and you think it's quite you think it's real and you love it and you love all the storylines and like oh my mm. god they brought someone back from the dead they can do that mum you know <laughs> yeah and, but then after a while you, you grow up and you realize this is this is extremely fake and then you're like ah oh, this is this yeah. is lame i don't want to watch this it's so fake this they're not, shit. They're not actually yeah. fighting they're pretend fighting and then after a while yeah. when you're an adult for a bit you, you might you might catch a glimpse of some wrestling i watched a bit of wrestling today and you're like I actually respect this a lot more than I than I did back in the day. It's fucking awesome. It's actually quite fun. Like it's very it's it's definitely fake. Like obviously, but like the athleticism of like doing the moves. Yeah, Yeah, it's still like a great like uh, physical performance as well, and all the characters and their storylines. It's just like fun to keep up with. Yeah, but also that like lineage of of like pretend fighting is is probably as old as combat sport itself like putting on mm, a performance yeah. for a crowd is you know you wouldn't go to a play and be like but you're not actually driving a car like you're you know you're <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah. engaging in it it's just How's no one else see this exactly Stand up like, and shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not really doing formula one like it's like it's not really death it's not a real gun <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. it's a performance it actually is like much more in keeping with traditional performance theater than I think a lot of people normal, would give it yeah. credit for. Like it I is, think so, yeah. It's a theater sport. I think if you like, if you like LARP with it, it makes it really funny and really entertaining. Mm. If you just go along with it and just be like, this is fucking hilarious. Mm. Um, and so then, well, to think about the GOAT, obviously they have to be the most entertaining. Mm-hmm. And just like on that car journey from the stag do, I can only think of one name. There is only one name of one GOAT. Dim the lights. Booyaka, booyaka. <gasps> Six, one, nine. Yes. Booyaka, booyaka. It's Rey Mysterio, boys. Yes, that's yes. right. Fucking Rey Mysterio. Okay, yeah, that's the go. The mask. Let's go home. The mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The mask wearing Lucha Libre high-flying legend. Now, Rey Mysterio's real name is Oscar Gutierrez Rubio. And he was born on the 11th of September 1974. And he started wrestling in Mexico age 14 where he learned the Lucha Libre style of high-flying Mexican wrestling. And he obviously donned a classic Lucha Libre mask, which interestingly enough, he's never, ever removed. Ever. Obviously in his, in his, in his private life, he never. probably has. No, never. <laughs> he, he goes, if you he take his love, mask off, he says another mask. He makes love and to his mask. wife and another mask. With the mask on, he sleeps with the mask on. Yeah, he yeah. eats with the mask on, he swims he's with never, the mask on. So he, what you're saying is he's never done a public appearance without the mask on. Yeah, I think he has, but <laughs> even that, <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> oh, it was just a funny joke, guys. Oh, well, okay. no, because I thought I thought you might like because obviously it is in like um, lucho libre. It is like really bad to be demasked like you're not yeah, supposed to take no, they, your mask off he pretty much he, he's pretty much never been like demasked yeah but i think he i think you can see him with his mask on and so he just moved around the various professional wrestling promotions and all that shit but we don't really care about those because he joined the big one wwe in 2002 and rather than just giving a blow-by-blow of his entire WWE career, which is like nearly 20 years long, um, I thought I would just point out to the best bits, which actually matter, and make him the GOAT. Otherwise, we'll just be here forever. So let's talk about his moves and his style. I've already said that he's a high-flying Lucha Libre, and he really is fucking flying. Like, this man's got wings, right? 
unlike Andre the Giant, he doesn't need to be huge. He's only five foot nine. And in a world where most wrestlers are just this gigantic monsters, like Ray really has to stand out and use his size to his advantage. And he does this by jumping all around the place. His first move in his roster is the flying Hurricana, where he running jumps off the ring, or sometimes off the ropes, and then he mid-air wraps his legs around his opponent's head and uses the momentum to like swing his body and basically fucking yeet his victim by their head mm. as Ray just lands on his feet. So he just jumps onto them, grabs them with his legs, fucking spins them and whoom, launches them with his <laughs> legs while he just lands on his feet. It's incredible. Mm. Then we have the frog splash. The frog splash is simple. Get up on the top rope, leap into the air as high as you can like a frog, and then wham, you just slam into your opponent. Then you've got this move, I think it's called the springboard, where, again, you get on the top rope, obviously. Um, he jumps off, and he lands on the guy's head with like his legs. He then flips him in one solid move. So imagine he's like sat on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He flips backwards and flips the guy a full 360 so that the guy lands on his stomach on the floor and Rey Mysterio's just sat on his back, grabs his legs, the guy on the floor, pulls him over his head and just fucking like wrestles him and submits him. Mm. Pow. Incredible. And these are some pretty good moves, right? These are some pretty fucking crazy moves. You would not see Andre the Giant doing that. But he's known really for one thing. He's known for one thing, right? The motherfucking 619. Six one nine. Nice, nice, yeah. And so, for those who don't know or didn't listen to the middle section, what is the 619? And this is incredible because me and Vinny have basically written the exact same thing and I just did it off the top of my head to write what a 619 is. Yeah, so you've got your opponent, Daze, and their head is hanging out of the ropes and he's, like, leaning on them. Ray then runs to the other side of the ring bounces off the ropes, runs towards the guy, grabs the top and middle rope, sideways flies through the ropes and double kicks the guy in the face. It's incredible. Yeah. It's the best thing you could ever see and I love it and it it's so iconic. Would you if we got like a ring, would you 619 could we 619 each other? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll give it I'll give a go 619 in someone. Okay, but why well, no? Because I think the thing with the six one nine is you both got to give and receive a six one nine. No, it's it's a one way thing with a six one nine. You're like basically knocked out, and I'm gonna fucking six one nine you, mate. Well, no, I'd like to six one nine you. Has he consented before? No, don't like that. Being knocked out. Well, yeah, he's a fucking wrestler, so. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to mention a couple of his best six one nines. I understand this might start to sound a little bit erotic, but it's not. It's wrestling, all right? It's fucking real wrestling. Wrestling. So we actually 619 John Cena once. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I can watch that. (laughs) And obviously John Cena's fucking massive and a legend, so the fact that he got humiliated with a booyaka booyaka 619, that's pretty impressive that he managed to 619 John Cena. He once hit The Undertaker with two 619s in a row in the same match. Oh, my God. Jesus. Hit him with a 619, then he pulls him back up again. Boom, 619 a second time. Wow. (laughs) He also had a match with the absolute unit and legend, as we've already mentioned, Brock Lesnar. Hmm. 
And guess what happened, right? You actually... No. Guess what happened, because you actually won't guess what happened. I won't. Did he 619 him? He got him into the 619 position. But wait. Rey Mysterio's son <gasps> comes into the ring, and they both together double 619 Brock Lesnar. Oh my god, that must have been hard. Absolute madness. One of the coolest moments ever. Literally, Brock Lesnar's in the ropes. Like, oh, everyone's like, Boyaka, Boyaka, come on, Black, Boyaka, Boyaka. Dominic Mysterio comes into the ring and they're like, fucking a high five. They both go back to the back ropes. Fucking come back. Bam! Double 619. See ya. <laughs> so that's his moves and his style. I think mm. all of us can agree that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's pretty high flying. It's pretty, pretty rad. cool, yeah. But what about his, his storylines? Well, I just wanted to feature just one storyline that I think is probably the most ridiculous that he's ever been involved with. And it's about his son, Dominic. He's a wrestler, as I just mentioned, age 26, and he's been his father's tag team partner for quite a lot of time. And I'm going to go through this pretty quickly and probably butcher the whole thing, so just bear with me, right? Mm-hmm. Ray and Dom, their father and son, happy days, respect, and partners. Uh, some beef shit happens with some other dudes. I think they're called, like, Freedom Fighters or some shit. they got some kind of name, Judgment Day or something. Um... And they kind of, like, convinced Dom. They're like, oh, Dom, mate, you need to fucking Rey Mysterio's like a bell and, like, get out of his shadow and shit. Like, you know, he's old and that. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's some fights and shit happens and, like, tensions are high. And it's like, oh, look, he's gonna, like, like betray him and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this bloke, Edge, he comes in to, like, help them with this oh, yeah. fight. But he accidentally, he's, like, on Rey and Dom's side. But he accidentally spears Dominic Mysterio. Mm. and it's like oh shit and like it's, it was an accident but Dom doesn't think it was an accident and stuff so Dom just fucking boots him in the nuts and then he just clothesline his, uh, clotheslines his own dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah and everyone's like oh shit son it's going down get out oh shit son it's going fucking down right so then, like, Dom, like, spends ages, like, trying to instigate a fight with his father, but he, like, just fails over and over. He's like, oh, you're not going to hit me. Oh, he's trying to, like, ride him up. He, like, gets himself arrested and, like, does some crazy shit. I don't think he actually got arrested, but, like, he got, he yeah. got arrested, yeah. you know. It was in the storyline. Filmed some videos in prison. He's like, yo, prison fucking changes you, man. I'm going to fucking shank you now and stuff. Right. <laughs> it's like, whoa, shit. It's all coming to a boiling point, right? And then... I don't know how this happened, but, like, Dominic Mysterio's, like, oh, he's on the microphone in the ring, and, like, Rey Mysterio's there, and he's, like, chatting shit, and he, like, goes up to his mum, and he's, like, how could you marry such a worthless piece of shit like that? Like, that just makes you, like, a piece of shit as well, and he starts, like, screaming at his mum, and so Rey Mysterio just fucking comes up and fucking whacks him, bang, punch straight to the face, which, probably not great to, like, you know... Advocate for he violence against your kids. Son. Well, he's an he's a man. He's like nearly thirty, but he's like you don't disrespect disrespect your mother like that. You wanted me to hit you while I hit you. You want a fight? Well, we're gonna have a fight. And in April of this year, they had a fucking fight, right? Wow, they're still going. And he, yeah, yeah, but... they had their fight. They've already had their fight. And who won? Well, let me tell you what happened, right? Dominic was still trying to do some dirty shit. He's, like, taking the pads off the top ropes and stuff. And while the referee's distracted, putting it back on, because not allowed to do it, like, expose this little metal thing, he gets a metal chain that's been left on the side of the thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's got this metal chain. But, like, some random guy, I don't know who it is, like, comes up and, like, grabs the chain off of him. And Dom's like, oh, shit. And while he's distracted by the end of the ropes... Booyaka, booyaka, Rey Mysterio six just comes nine. along in 619 <laughs> 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 
lad, don't six or nine me now. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually epic. That's so legendary. It's so good. It's that's so good, isn't it? Hits him with the, the fucking six or nine. Of course, well, I mean, the thing is. What else was he gonna do? What what else was he gonna do? He was only ever gonna fucking six one nine him, right? Mm, true. And so that was that. That was his most crazy storyline I could find, right? Right. <laughs> Pretty fucking mad. <laughs> and you know, we can we can talk about like winning championships and all that kind of shit as a wrestler, but honestly, I don't think that makes you a goat wrestler winning stuff. Mm. And Rey Mysterio has won like a billion titles. Yeah. But Obviously, it's scripted. They know who's going to win. They do it for hype up the next guy and all this. So I don't really think it's your achievement. I think your achievement as a wrestler, and I think your goatness in wrestling, is measured by your performance. Mm. You know, like, how fucking crazy you get the crowd. Like, double 619 in people. The whole fight with your son, jumping off the top ropes, backflip, you know, getting him in between the legs, spinning around, submitting. Like, the whole mask, everything. Like, Ray's performance is insane. It's the best ever. And I've covered so much. Like, I could have covered so much more. But, like, the basics is this. Rey Mysterio has the sickest moves, hands down. The sickest style, hands down. A sick song, Booyaka, Booyaka. Good stories with his 619 and his own son and all that kind of stuff. But most importantly, the most important thing, he is the owner and he is, his signature move is Booyaka, Booyaka, 619. And he wears a cool mask. And that's why he's the GOAT. Cool, nice. Yeah, Rey Mysterio, as I said before, was my favorite wrestler growing up. I think, I think probably a big part was probably just he wore a mask, and I thought that was cool. And the mask, yeah, the mask well, would always be different cool. colors as well. Like it always come with like a different color yeah, mask yeah, yeah. every time. Sometimes you have a mohawk on the mask. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually quite interesting because both of you have picked fairly similar th- wrestlers, but also on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So like they're both not from america they both came from you know andre the giant was from france mm. he came from france and Rey mysterio came from lucha libre in mexico mm. so that they're both foreigners in the wwe but their fighting styles are probably as opposite as you can get andre the giants obviously his whole thing mm. was he was lumbering big massive will crush a watermelon with his pinky you know, and just like fight yeah, yeah. six men at one time just with one hand. Whereas Rey Mysterio was was this fairly short guy, especially, you know, short for how, you know, the WWE. Yeah, and he, really small in the WWE. But he would, he would have so much agility and dexterity that he would, and his acrobatics were just like so incredible to watch. You do all these flips and the 619 is just such a, such a cool such it's such so a cool. cool finishing move it's so so cool um i don't know like because i don't because obviously the wwf was a long time before wwe like did they have like a lot of signature moves back then did andre the giant do you know if he had any signature moves let me just google if andre i feel like Let's it was basically exactly the same thing they changed the name because of wwf the worldwide wildlife <laughs> foundation or whatever they had like a copyright yeah they had a feud so they just changed it to wwe but i think it was exactly the same thing yeah. Because, um, like, Hulk Hogan 
He had a signature move, uh, didn't he? he where did. he'd like grab his he... handlebar mustache and like rev it up like a motorbike. Really? <laughs> Run at him and go, and just slap. No. So it says he doesn't really have a finisher okay. Okay. as such. He just has like several moves that he would do, including the corner butt slam, the scoop slam toss, the step on chess, and the jumping head scissors. Don't really have the same ring as the flying I think, hurricane. I think times were different. I, I don't think. I don't think like he had like a signature move in the same way. But I don't know if like because obviously Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was young when Andre the Giant was old. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was like of a, still it's kind of a different of a time era, before, even yeah. to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and obviously Rey Mysterio coming from Lucha Libre, there's a lot more flair and a lot more acrobatics mm. in their style. So there's more like crazy, crazy moves, whereas Andre the Giant just fucking picks people up and throws them. Do you know what I will say though? Is I'm really proud of the fact that we've both picked people for just their pure for wrestling for wrestling's sake. Yeah. We haven't gone like, oh, he he turned out to be the mayor of somewhere. Like it's just like he was cool he was because the he was mayor good at wrestling. Of yeah, but that's what wrestling's all about. Like I don't give a fuck who the heavyweight champion of the world is. That makes no difference. I don't care that John Cena's won the million wrestling world champions. Like. Rey Mysterio makes you want to watch wrestling because when you show someone a YouTube clip of Rey Mysterio doing like a triple backflip, fucking double 619 in <laughs> Brock Lesnar, that is sick. It doesn't matter about belts and all that other bollocks. Yeah, you've you you've given you both given me quite a tough choice to be fair, like and obviously it's quite difficult because I, again, as a kid, Rey Mysterio is my favorite, so that is it's cuz there's the going to be bias there. Um and can I just say, can you imagine watching Rey Mysterio 619 Andre the Giant? It would, that would be, be the incredible. coolest thing you've ever I think seen. I think that it would be the coolest shatter. thing you've ever seen. Like, I don't think it would work. <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd have to get his son in. They'd have to tag team him. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is quite tricky for me to decide. Um, how long was Rey Mysterio, uh, or has he been fighting for? I didn't realise he was still going. Well, he was in the WWE from 2002 to like 2018. Then he went, then he did a couple of other things that like went back to, or 2015 maybe. Then he did a couple of things for a couple of other years, went back to like Mexican wrestling and stuff. Then he had like a big return to the WWE in like, I want to say like 2018, 2019. And he's been in since he's still there now. Okay. He's like 40, I mean, he literally 48 just, or something. He just, he just 619. Yeah, he just 619. Yeah. He's been wrestling like since he was like, yeah, like 14 to like now. So like. Oh. fucking ages god that's so funny like 35 years that's so funny but it's it's not erotic it's wrestling remember yeah audience. sure it's yeah <laughs> well, well like like i was saying before again with Rey mysterio there's a lot of bias but with andre the giant he was much before my time i don't i've never seen him wrestle so like it is honestly very, it's apples and oranges here for me like it's very difficult to compare the two for me because I've got way more like knowledge of Rey Mysterio's stuff, but then Andre the Giant has that like iconography and that that mythos around him, and people just like talking about and referencing him as this like mythical beast within our modern life. He's the eighth wonder of the world. It's got nothing to do with wrestling, though, has it? It's got nothing to do with six one nine. That's no, that's everything to do with wrestling. He he was like he's the ultimate. His character was him. Like everyone knows him for his character, not not his like his real persona. About, yeah, but can he do a backflip off the top rope? He actually probably could have done when he was younger. How about this? So 
If both of you just message me either rock, paper, or scissors. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Fuck off, man. Fucking way. We settle this no like No way. <laughs> um, God, fucking hell. Okay. Right, I need to stop procrastinating my decision. <laughs> I picked my winner. I have picked my winner. I, I, ha- I have picked my winner. <laughs> and so... I think the the tipping the tipping point for me is just how memorable the the coming out music is for Rey Mysterio. Yes! I think that that is the only thing that just tips it over the edge. The whole booyaka booyaka six one nine like that is stuck in my head forever. Like they were so close. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when he comes for you? Forgot about that. I just think the visceral reaction when Michael said that he's 619 his own son, <laughs> like the genuine excitement from three grown men, that's, that's unbelievable. It's pure entertainment. You got, it's so entertaining. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I know for a fact you two are going to be looking that up when we get off this. <laughs> also, I've never, never, this is not part of my, like, I've, I've never engaged in pro wrestling really and yet when michael said what do you think he did next i involuntarily shouted booyaka booyaka 619 (laughs) i've only known about booyaka booyaka 619 for the last 15 minutes but you're gonna now you know about the 619 you're gonna go on there's top 10 619 compilations everywhere mate get on that watch it so good yeah and the, the other the other thing is like and i know this like obviously this this is his character and this is who he is and obviously he couldn't help it whatever but like he was just really, really big, and it's like that's just he was born that way. It's it's not like he learnt to be that big, and yeah, he like he learned all the moves and stuff. But like Rey Mysterio learned how to do all that stuff, and like had all these crazy moves and stuff, and he 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 had to learn those stuff, like because he other than that, he's just like a five foot nine dude. Just be, he would have just been like a regular dude otherwise. Yeah, he's yeah, not naturally. I guess Andre athletic. the Giant was. He could have been rubbish, but like. No slight against Andre the Giant. No slight whatsoever. Absolutely yeah, yeah. Not. Obviously, no shade. Yeah, absolutely not. That man, that man is like mythology for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tragic, you know, tragic end to his life, dying in his forties. Yeah, that is really sad. Rest in peace, Andre the Giant. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. I think that brings us to the end of the show. And yeah, if you guys enjoyed that and you want to listen to more, then follow us on fucking whatever, mate. Just fucking watch the youtube bit in fact if you want to watch us actually do all oh, the yeah. stuff actually live laugh. live and uncut and you can actually see us just like making silly faces at each other during uh, our speeches and try to pull each, <laughs> pull each other off uh, <laughs> but yeah thank you very much for listening uh it's been fun learning about the goat wrestler in ray mysterio if you've forgotten i loved this episode yeah it was it was a great blast in the past i i can't remember how many names that i actually remembered uh of all these like crazy characters yeah i know same um and i remember playing like the video games as well like, the video games were like fantastic oh yeah 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 scorpion mm. r.i.p he's lost somewhere in a safe file mm. wwe smackdown 2004 
I could never work out how to actually like finish people in that game. Like you'd like they'd had like so oh, many life yeah. bars. Like one life bar would go down, then it'd be like, and then they'd seem like they had no life, and then they just get back yeah, up. Yeah, it would like, last like they would just get up straight away. I could never work out how to kill them. You have to like mash buttons or some crazy thing. Yeah, I was, it's, it's impossible. Next episode is episode sixty nine, though. It is actually. Oh mate. and we're doing the greatest genocide. <laughs> we love. We love. <laughs> So yeah, see you next week for Greatest Genocide. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll have something good though. We will have something good though. We'll have we? something. I won't promise it's we'll good. Have something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. But on that note, I think we should We should definitely end the show. Like, it's Let's far, go. far too long. Boyaka, um, boyaka. Love you, bye. Boyaka, boyaka. Love you, bye. <laughs>